Welcome to Married at the Movies, the podcast where a married couple discuss their sometimes very different views on movies. I'm Sean. And I'm Monica. This week we have an Oscar Spectacular. That's right, and I say Spectacular in honor of Barb and Star, (laughs) who are not nominated. Uh, no. No, no, no. no. (laughs) That doesn't work. Lost it. Dropped it. (laughs) Anyway... (laughs) So, this week, we're going to discuss our opinions on the Oscars. Who should win? Who will win? Who is still bitter about somebody not being nominated at all? Mm -hmm. Or whatever. Um, So, we're going to start off by going through the big five-person categories. That is, supporting actor and actress, uh, lead actor and actress, and director. And we're just going to go through these, read off the nominees, say who we think will win, and who we think should win be they different people be they the same let's find out <laughs> let's find out monica how about you kick us off with actress in a supporting role all right uh so just to recap we have um the nominees are uh maria bakalova bakalova yes yes uh for the borat movie glenn close for hillbilly elegy Olivia Coleman for The Father, Amanda Seyfried for Mank, and um, Yoo Jung-yoon, I'm not sure if I'm saying that right, um, for Minari. Uh, so, uh, Sean, why don't you go ahead? Who do you think, um, let's start with who will win. Who will win? Yes. Well, actually, in this category, to be honest, who will win and who I think should slash who I want to win is the same person, and that's Yoo Jung Young. Yeah, I think we're, Minari. I think we're, yeah, in agreement on that one. She was fantastic. Yes, heartbreaking, heartwarming, like everything in a performance. She is um, an outsider as far as Hollywood is concerned, oh, which sure. I love. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's not the same eight people winning awards mm-hmm. every year. Yeah, yeah. This category, with the exception of like Glenn Close. And I guess Olivia Coleman, but yeah. <laughs> there's some. I mean, someone to be nominated for a comedy, even though we didn't like it, like that's cool. Yeah. Um, I completely agree with you that she should win and will win. Yes. And I think mainly because uh, the movie is subtitled, but like I still thought she was an amazing actress, mm-hmm. and I like I loved her character, and I'm so to me she was probably even greater than we like know her to be yeah because we don't speak the language mm-hmm. you yeah. know so if and we... we we can't you know discern the inflection <laughs> exactly the, um cadence the rhythm of of her speech yeah. but we still got she could have been like of emotion hilariously sarcastic mm-hmm. or something and we don't we don't know because yeah. we don't understand the words yeah. that she's saying well i mean they give us subtitles but you know like we don't right. know yes. which words go with the ones in english mm-hmm. um so to me, if somebody speaking a, a language that I don't know can portray still, especially comedy, mm-hmm. like she was still making me laugh. Yes. You know, so um, to me, just that alone proves that she deserves to win this category. Absolutely. Give her the trophy. <laughs> yes. All right. Moving on now to actor in a supporting role. Mm-hmm. And the nominees are <laughs> Sasha Baron Cohen for Trials of Chicago 7, Daniel Kaluuya, Judas and the Black Messiah, Wesley Odom Jr., One Night in Miami, Paul Racy for Sound of Metal, and Lakeith Stanfield for Judas and the Black Messiah. Monica, who will, who should? This one is tough. It um, is. It's a it's a tough category, like, I guess. Who will win? I honestly think it, it could go to almost any of them. 
Um, but almost. I, yeah, yeah, almost any of them. I think that um, ha, I'm stuck between Sasha Baron Conan and Daniel Kaluuya. As for who will? Yes. Um, and I think I'm going to go with Sasha Baron Cohen. Oh, that's sad. Man. I know. I, I think, but I think that's who will win. Yeah. I don't think that's who should win. Yeah. It's, it's weird because you have two great actors from the same great film in Daniel Kaluuya and Lakeith Stanfield. Yes. And they might kind of split the vote, mm-hmm. you know, and then you're left with who would be like third. Yes. Which could very well be Sasha Baron Cohen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um and but I think Daniel Kalula should win. Yeah. I, uh, Paul Paul Ricci is a close second. Like I'm just so excited he was even nominated. Mm-hmm. Um because I thought he was great again with the like most of the time he's speaking sign language. Mm-hmm. You know, so again a language that I don't understand, but he was still like phenomenal. Um yeah. So but it's hard I do I do think Daniel Kaluuya's should win, but I have a feeling that Sasha Baron Cohen is going to win. Yeah. I, I think, yeah, in this category, you can kind of break it down into three categories. Who I want to, which is Paul Racy. Yes. For mm-hmm. sure. Who I think will, which honestly for me, I believe is Daniel Kaluuya. You do think he's going to win? I, I do okay. think he I mean, will he's, win. he is very deserving. He's fantastic in mm-hmm. that film. Yeah. And then who should Probably Daniel Kaluuya. Yeah. If, if I'm okay. being honest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I think there's an outside shot for Leslie Odom Jr. Just because he is kind of like a, just a, like, very household name yes. at this point. But his, um, the thing that, like, in comparison is, like, I would like to see the, like, minutes. Like, how much he's in that movie versus how much, like, Daniel Kaluuya and even, like, Keith Stanfield are, like, in the movie. Like, Leslie Do you think it's Junior. more or less? No, I think he's less. Hmm. I don't know. I mean, there's most of that film takes place with either all four or two yeah, of but, the four but like, characters. I mean, isn't it equally a part? Like the fact that the guy that plays um, Malcolm, Malcolm X, X isn't nominated is ridiculous to me. Yeah. He was way better and more important than Leslie Odom Jr. in that movie. Right. But would that then put him in the best actor category? Oh, yeah. That's yeah, why you're right. He, he didn't make the cut in that category. Yeah. But yeah, I see I think what it's you're about like the importance. Mm-hmm. Like to me, Leslie Odom Jr. didn't drive that movie. It was yeah. four of them very well acted. Mm-hmm. So yeah. either all four of them should have been nominated. <laughs> right. Or like... Which is why SAG has the best ensemble, right? Yes. You know, is to mm-hmm. to pay tribute to those kinds of films. Mm-hmm. I just feel like he doesn't totally belong in this list. I think that's fair. But, I mean, I like him I a mean, lot, but... Um, <laughs> I mean, if you want to talk about Don't Belong, Sacha Baron Cohen, to me, does not belong in this film. Well, like, yeah, but... His performance is not good. Yeah. I, it's, I, I did not enjoy it. <laughs> like, if you want to take... Compare Sacha Baron Cohen to Paul Racy... And I could watch The Trial of the Chicago 7 and watch Sasha Baron Cohen act for an hour and a half or however mm-hmm. long that film is. Mm-hmm. And I'm watching him act and I'm watching him work. Mm-hmm. Whereas Paul Racy, as he's... I watch every scene, he's just a character. He just he's someone. a person. Yeah. Like he completely inhabits and makes me believe he is this person in this film. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, it's, it's a shame. Um, I would be like 
so over the moon if Paul Racy won. Oh, yeah, um, it's not, not a chance in heck. No, unfortunately. But it's great that he's nominated. I like, know, it is pretty honestly. cool. And who knows? He it's might it's pull... an honor just to be nominated. So. <laughs> I wouldn't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. So shall we move on to uh, actress in a leading role? Sure. Uh, so for this one, we have Viola Davis for Ma Rainey's, uh, Andrew Day for United States versus Billie Holiday, Vanessa Kirby for Pieces of a Woman, Frances McDormand for Nomadland, and Carrie Mulligan for Promising Young Women. Now, full disclosure, we have not seen two of these movies. Yeah. We have not seen... I actually haven't seen three of them. Oh, that's right. I saw Ma Rainey's. You did not. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't gotten around to it. But, I'm sorry. No, I know. It's okay. I should. Write in. But neither of us... Podcast at gmail.com. <laughs> Say, Sean, you bastard. <laughs> neither of us have seen uh, the Billie Holiday one or Pieces of a Woman. No. But Heard that good being things. said, was it? Heard good things. Yes. Uh, that being said, Sean, uh, what do you think? Who do you think should win? This is tough. This uh, is a tough category. Um, because I, I've heard that Vanessa Kirby is like lights out in, really? in Pieces of a Woman. Mm-hmm. That she is fantastic. It just sounds slightly too depressing for me to want to like yeah. add it to our list, you know, to watch. Um who I think will, Frances McDormand. Mm-hmm. I, I really, I, I do. She's got the pedigree. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Carrie Mulligan, while fantastic, was too progressive of a role for Hollywood. Oh, I agree. Um, which is a shame. Mm-hmm. Um, that's just how I feel. Mm-hmm. Uh, who I think should, I think, honestly, Carrie Mulligan. She was great. Yeah. Um, she, I, I mean, you could... It was a little, um, there's some critics that might say it was like one note, but I think Mm -hmm. she was portraying trauma in a very real way, Sure, you know, and that her character felt, you know, authentic. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. So, I mean, out of the two films that I've seen in this Mm -hmm. category of five, which is woefully sad for me, like, yeah, (laughs) yeah, I need to pick my game up. Um, out of those two women though, I believe Carrie Mulligan's performance was a bit better than Frances McDormand's, who's a I, fantastic actress. Yes. But she had a weird role to play. There wasn't really any depth to her character. And they were, like, I feel like so many other actors and actresses could have played that role. Or not actors, actresses could have played that role. So for me, that doesn't really, like, say best actress. Hmm. Where, That's fair. Whereas... Kari Mulligan did such a great job in like portraying that character that I think it was, you know, casted really well. Mm-hmm. Um, so that being said, I do think now, again, Andra Day and Vanessa Kirby apparently are fantastic. Right. Um, so I think Andra Day has a good chance really? of winning. I do. do you, can you name five people that have seen the United States versus Billy no, Holiday? No, it's just based on what I read. And or she like, won like the Golden Globe and the SAG. No, Viola Davis won Viola the SAG. Davis won yes. SAG. Um she could also win. I I wasn't like a huge fan of Ma Rainey's Black Bottom to begin with, and I think Viola Davis was kind of playing a lot of the same roles that she normally plays. Mm-hmm. That she also wasn't really in it as much. Oh really? Like it was more about the the band members than it was her. Uh so all that being said, I think that Frances McDormand is going to win, which is stupid. And <laughs> I agree with you that Carrie Mulligan should win. 
Yeah. Again, based on, but I might say Andrew Day or Vanessa Kirby. We haven't seen those two. Yeah, we we really should. Yeah. Just pay them respects by watching those. Absolutely. Films. Um, maybe someday. Yeah. <laughs> okay, moving on now to actor in a leading role. The nominee is Riz Ahmed, Sound of Metal, Chadwick Boseman, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, Anthony Hopkins, The Father, Gary Oldman, Mank, and Stephen Yun, Minari. This is kind of a murderer's row category. This is really tough. It is incredibly tough. And like, not to sound crass, but it's made tougher by the fact that we lost Chadwick Boseman this year. I I agree with you. last year. That part of me thinks he's going to win. You should be honored for for that. Because this is an actor that would have honestly, if, you know, if he made even half of the right choices mm-hmm. would probably be nominated three or four more times in his career. Absolutely. Because he had depth. He had, you know, like gravitas, charisma. Mm-hmm. He was a fantastic actor, you know, but I didn't see Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. Mm-hmm. I don't know if his performance was up to the same level as some of the other men in this it, category. Yeah, it was, his performance was great. I think for me, it's like, I didn't love the movie. Mm-hmm. So, it's like, yeah, he was really good in it. Yeah, but it was like, yeah, like yeah. As, as a movie, yeah, it's still so left you cold. It's hard so, to, it's yeah. kind of hard to separate those two. Yeah, uh, but I, I agree with you that I think he's going to win. Unfortunately, because he passed away. Like, well, I, I mean, not because he or, passed away, I mean, but I, I mean, it's know. a big part of it. Yeah, that people, like you said, are going to choose to honor him and vote mm-hmm. for him. Which honestly, I'm fine with. Yeah, like, sure. It's totally fine and it's well deserved because like yeah I, said, I mean he was still it's not like he was you know really bad or right. anything like that yeah but if he were alive i don't think he would win this category yeah so who's your who's your will who's well Who, will is chadwick yeah. boseman so who's your want or should well, or are they two different yeah. people yeah i don't know i mean like anthony hopkins at the same time that i say that it's going to be chadwick boseman like Hollywood loves Anthony Hopkins. Um, <laughs> True. So I mean, he's Anthony Hopkins. Yeah, he's no, he was, he's, he's excellent Lecter. in the father. So who, <laughs> who I think should win for me? I'm actually stuck between Anthony Hopkins and Riz Ahmed. Yeah. Um, I know you didn't enjoy the father as much as I did, but I thought he was excellent in it. It was an amazing performance. Yes. Um, but I, I really think I would love to see Riz Ahmed win. Oh, he's not going to, but no. I think that that's probably who I would pick. He's really not because he's up against a Hollywood juggernaut. And, yes. Oh, uh, I forgot about Gary Oldman posthumous too. honoring. <laughs> I don't. I don't think Gary Oldman will win. Yeah, but I'm and saying he's more of a name than Riz Ahmed. Is. If I'm being completely honest about this category, I don't know that Stephen Young is deserving. I I think that too. I I love him as an actor. He's he great. Um, and Minari was fantastic. I think his role is so underutilized in that film, and really. I don't know he there's something to be said for an understated character but i think he mm-hmm. he hardly he makes little impact on that film yeah I well that, this is where i think kinsley ben adir as malcolm x should, should have been, have been. That, absolutely he um because yes, he drives Stephen, that film absolutely he is the heart of that film absolutely yeah. so he was definitely snubbed yeah so my Will win. I, I do believe Chadwick Boseman mm-hmm. um, should win. Riz Ahmed for yeah. me. He's oh, he's so good. And Sound of Metal is just like that. 
that film that like every year there's one where it's like this is deserving in so many categories and won't win but thank goodness somebody it actually it. got nominated yes. because it, it deserves to be seen by more people and it, it deserves to be talked about mm-hmm. in the echelon that these other films are absolutely yeah it's oh it's so good go watch it why haven't you watched <laughs> yes, it please go watch and it. if you watched it why aren't you talking to us about it huh <laughs> drop us a comment instagram married movies podcast come on slide in them dms oh jeez that's the thing, right? No, oh, boy. All right. Yikes. So <laughs> let's turn our focus from in front of the camera to behind and talk about Best Director. Yes. So uh, the nominees in this category are Thomas Winterberg for Another Round, uh, David Fincher in Mank, Lee Isaac Chung in Minari, Madams, I wish you could see the faces and hand gestures Monica is making as I'm reading these off. <laughs> uh, Chloe Zhao for Nomad Land and Nomad Lands. Yes, it's okay. Nomad Land. You no, know, you put a question mark at the end because you don't know why it's in this category. And Emerald Fennell for a promising young woman. Um, interesting array of people, yes. to be honest. Um, surprised we... and heartened. That Aaron Sorkin is not in this category. Yeah. Well, um, I, I don't know. For directing, it was it. I mean, it was written. Was really. it anything else? No, I mean, like it was. Was it written? Was it directed that well? Was it written that well? Was yeah. it acted that well? Was it best picture worthy? No, I would say no to all yeah. of these oh, categories. Is what but, I'm saying. Okay, I see what you're saying. <laughs> I mean, I think the biggest snub of this category was One Night in Miami. Yeah. I thought that was directed yeah, Regina very King well. And and Shaka King for um Judas oh, and the, the Black Messiah, Messiah as Absolutely. well. Um yeah, completely like how, missing. How Mank got thrown into this category, I, I really don't know. Because yeah. it's oh it's in black and white. <laughs> and you watched another round. I didn't. I um, I, I've heard it's well made. It was okay. <laughs> yeah. I mean, well the story I it kinda put me to sleep. It was way more depressing than I thought it was gonna be. I thought it was supposed to be funny. It really wasn't yeah. at all. Well, I mean, it is about substance abuse, kind of. Well, so. but it's, I thought it was going to be, like, funny, you know, like, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> oh, funny drunk. No, well, like, I mean, it's like, oh, what would we yeah, do no, if the, we're moderately drunk all the time? I, I will say the trailer does paint a picture of, like, a weird, like, madcap experiment. Yeah, and um, it, it was not. Yeah. And That's fair. That's yeah, fair. I mean, it, it wasn't badly directed, but mm-hmm. I don't get why it's in this category. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think we both know what's going to win in this category yeah it it's going to be Chloe out for nomad absolutely and it was directed very well it was i'll give it that and when you consider the fact that so many of the characters are well not characters they're actual the actual humans that they're portraying yes you know i guess the degree of difficulty score goes up slightly yeah um for my taste those portions of the film felt way too documentary yeah, for was, me and it was a weird blending it, of styles that i it didn't wasn't like, care for because it was like authentic and then not authentic and it was yeah. it was it was weird yeah so i don't think it should win but i think it will win mm-hmm. so what do you think will win or think mm. should win or um what would you want to win yeah um honestly i think minari was the best directed of these mm. um just you know there there wasn't much to work with you know, they're mostly like in a, this small house. Um, but, you know, some of the images of like the farming and mm-hmm. the, like the, the river and just um, like line of sight 
in certain places with like the grandmother like sitting on the ground a lot and um you know when there was like the little kids perspective um i thought it was like very intimate mm-hmm. and like helped like you connect with the family sure a little bit more yeah um so i think i think it was the best directed promising young woman was a re- really great film but yeah it didn't i don't know the directing didn't really like stick out to me yeah i don't know i think it had more of a visual style than sure. Minari did. Um, yeah, I don't know. In this, um, I agree Chloe Zhao will probably win for Nomadland, mm-hmm. um, which I think is funny because her next film is The Eternals from Marvel. Oh, and really? Like, that is so Very awesome different. to me yeah. <laughs> that Marvel, the MCU now has a um, an Oscar, would now have an Oscar-winning <laughs> director, um, which they may have already had one. I I can't remember if Kenneth Branagh won an Oscar. Um, he directed for... Thor: The Dark World. Oh, okay. Um, but I don't know for Macbeth or something. I, don't know. I mean, for Macbeth, acting, you probably Hamlet. did. I don't know about directing. Yeah, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, for should honestly, like I again, Shaka King or Regina King should yeah, and win I, this. I agree with you. Um, I I don't know. I I think Emma Fennell I, is the strongest. Like. Mm-hmm visual and um kind of storytelling through you know film convention Mm -hmm. in in this category i think for me it was like promising young woman was driven by the story like Mm -hmm. that maybe i just didn't even like notice the directing as much yeah where minari was a slow like Mm -hmm. a slow burn there wasn't i mean you know it's just about a, a family struggling to make it in america it mm-hmm. wasn't like driven by this like oh what's well why is she acting like this and oh what's she gonna do like more of a suspenseful yeah you know kind of movie yeah so to me maybe i just um like slowed down to examine mm-hmm. the directing more where promising young woman i was just like come on let's get to the next part i want to know what's going to happen yeah so maybe i was like overlooking mm-hmm. some of the things like if i watched it again already having seen it maybe yeah. i would see some of those things yeah it's like if you're if you're driving on the highway, like you only notice if it's badly paved, yes. or like you know. But whereas if you're taking, you Country know, road. the back way through like roads, like you stop. And you, That's a great you look around at more. Yeah. Of the thing. Absolutely. So I won't be like upset if Emerald Fennell wins. Yeah, I won't mm-hmm. really, honestly, be upset with anybody winning except for David Fincher yeah. because Mank was good, but I don't think directing wise it was mm-hmm. you know special. it's when you're literally trying to live up to citizen kane as a yeah, film exactly that's tough <laughs> like being best director for that is like uh come on man yeah <laughs> who do you think you are agreed <laughs> so that's who we think uh will and should and who we would want to win in the uh the big five uh, individual categories, we'll call them. Mm-hmm. Um, so that brings us to our breakdown of best picture. Mm-hmm. So we decided instead of just kind of discussing, you know, at length uh, our opinions on the film and, you know, whether we think it should or shouldn't win or anything like that, we decided to kind of challenge ourselves with a bit of like a debate, mm-hmm. essentially. So for these films, uh, one of us will be taking the pro 
the it should or it will win stance Mm -hmm. and the other will be taking the con the it shouldn't win or it won't win Mm -hmm. and we will present our argument as best we can in did we say we were gonna set a timer oh we can let's just do like two minutes i was gonna say two minutes two minutes okay Okay. So so one minute each oh i meant two minute per argument oh okay so back and forth yeah okay um so we'll set a timer Wait, what's our first film? Don't start. Well, I, no, I didn't. I wasn't. I was preparing the oh, timer. Okay. I didn't set Ooh, the timer. I got my thoughts together before you start timing me. <laughs> so we're just going to go sweating. by Oscars.org. Uh, the um, the, the order, the the order there. Isn't okay. it just alphabetical? Um, no, yes. Is it? Yeah, it is. Oh, okay. Um, so I'll just read the nominees um, before just to give you a little bit more time to uh, get mm. your thoughts together. I got it. I see first. the list. I didn't know what order we were going in. <laughs> so the nominees are The Father... Judas and the Black Messiah, Mank, Minari, Nomadland, Promising Young Woman, Sound of Metal, and The Trial of the Chicago 7. So we will do our best to present an argument whether or not we believe in it or, you know, um, actually think that what we're saying is true or mm-hmm. utter and complete bullcrap. <laughs> uh, we will do our best to give both sides of the coin yes. earnestly. Um, it's going to be... Kind of tough on some of these, yes. to be honest with you, <laughs> because uh, we agree about most of them. Mm-hmm. But um, I think there's an argument to be made um, for for most of these films. Yeah, for some <laughs> of these films. Okay. So first up is The Father, and Monica has chosen the pro position. Yeah, because I liked this much more than John did. So, well, yes. <laughs> You'll find that um, in our... Uh, featured review that'll come out next week hopefully uh, depending on how lazy I am so yes. Monica I am going to start the timer now oh my gosh oh, so I was about to talk really fast now um the father should win uh for lots of reasons the the writing I think was phenomenal like telling the story of dementia and losing memory and the way that they did it with um the order of events and sort of confusion like feeling confused along with you know the father i think was phenomenal uh the acting was also fantastic anthony hopkins was great olivia coleman was great and uh, i think it was directed really well too i think it hits most of the like that's what i'm looking at for best picture is like i mean for me writing is first like what is how was the story how was it written and then how is it acted? And then for me, directing kind of falls by the wayside. Um, so I think those are all the reasons why uh, it should win. It also has um, the uh, emotional element to it. You know, I think often m- most of the movies that win are depressing. <laughs> or, you know, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's true, though. Uh, that's what I say. So why do you think it will not win? Okay, for reference, that was a minute and 15 seconds. Okay, pretty good. So, uh, resetting the timer, even though I don't think I'll be able to uh, expand that long, but starting it now. The Father. And we've already recorded our full review of this, so I will try very hard to not not step on the toes of uh, past Sean, (laughs) uh, even though he's future Sean to you. The Father is a well-made film. It is a well-acted film. It is well-written. The problem I have with The Father 
is that there is too much ambiguity and I'm, I'm a guy who doesn't mind a film that leaves you kind of guessing as to what happens or what will happen. That's the point, Sean. But the problem with the father is that everything is so ambiguous that I don't know how to feel about what is actually happening because I don't know what is actually happening. Like, I understand. The point, Sean. I, I, I didn't talk during yours. I'm sorry. The... The problem is I just feel sad and that's it, the entire thing. Mm -hmm. But I don't know when to feel sad because I'm just supposed to always feel sad because I don't know when there is lucidity or there is, you know, truth or the recognition because the film never tells me when he's right or when he's wrong Mm -hmm. or when things are actually happening or they're imagined or anything like that. Mm -hmm. And I get that that is dementia and that is a harrowing portrayal of this, but I just, I'm lost in it. I don't, I didn't understand it. And I felt like I was out to sea without a tether to anything. And that's why I think uh, it should not win. Okay. Yes. Most of those things that you said is why I think it, should win (laughs) okay well you got to say that in your two minutes you're right and then you stepped all over i'm sorry okay uh so that's the father um i think it's got a decent shot of winning yeah (laughs) um yeah i I think it does i think it does and like i understand it's a it's a very good film personally it didn't land for me Mm -hmm. and i wouldn't be you know angry okay at the end of the day. So next up is Judas and the Black Messiah. And you have the list. Who's pro, who's and con? Me, I'm going the pro side. Okay. So I will reset the timer <laughs> and I will not talk over you. Okay. <laughs> I didn't talk over you. Go. <laughs> um, yeah, this film uh, should win for lots of reasons. Uh, first of all, the, you know, the, it was very timely. Um, you know, the, the way the, racial un what's the word reckoning I think that we're possibly going through right now that I think it was timely that people will connect um to this film and um I think it's an important side of the coin to be examining uh it is acted very well um by both Lakeith Sandfield and Daniel Kaluuya and I think it it puts you through a, a lot of emotions like I was really in it and and just it's hard to put it like into words because it was such a back and forth film like I didn't really know who was good who was bad if I was supposed to know who was good who was bad and it personally gave me like a new insight into things and I think that's not an easy thing to do in a film to make you feel kind of both sides um so I think those are some of the reasons why it should. It it was also directed really well, even though Shaka King got uh, the shaft on the directing category. Um, yeah, so I think people will vote for this one because they connect with the message right now. Okay. Minute 30. Okay. And my argument will start now. 
this isn't so much an argument of why it shouldn't win, but why it won't, won't win. win. Yes. And that is because, unfortunately, it is too politically charged. Mm-hmm. I feel like the Oscars and, you know, the Academy for the minor strides they have taken and, you know, the at least at this point lip service to making moves towards diversifying mm-hmm. and, you know, just being better, mm-hmm. like, be better. Um, I don't think it's enough. And I don't think that this film, which, um, you know, goes against kind of uh, what you learn about who the Black Panthers are mm-hmm. and what they did. Um, I just don't see it being on, you know, checked off on the ballots of the Academy as it stands right now. Mm-hmm. Now, I could be totally wrong and I would be incredibly happy if that was the case. Um, also, if I have to make the argument of like why it shouldn't win, I do think there are better films on this list. I would agree with you on that. Yes. I, uh, yeah, I, I it, it's it's a you know top tier film, but you know there are some just absolutely beautiful, moving, like amazing best films of the last decade. Mm-hmm films on on this list and that's that's the only kind of reason um that i can can say is that it's it's great but it is not as good as a couple of the films so yeah that's my argument um yeah i I think it's unfortunate that it it won't win for for the reasons but Mm -hmm. you know that's just my opinion of the academy which is as you can see, a low opinion. Low. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, they. I mean, Green Book won. I for, mean, every for goodness sakes. Every like, year, I say I'm going to stop caring about the Oscars. Yeah. But then I. Yeah. So kind of. I mean, it's the here. same thing about the World Cup and the Olympics, right? Mm-hmm. Like, it's still fun to like watch, and it's still fun to root for people, and mm-hmm. you know, and like the the human element is still an enjoyable thing mm-hmm. to, you know, like Shaka King being nominated yeah, like, sure. or not nominated, but being one of the producers mm-hmm. um, of this, you know? So um, yeah, it, it would be an amazing moment if they took it home and I'd be like really, really happy yeah. about it. But yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I'm always just like, did all the people voting, did they actually watch all these movies? And they probably didn't. And that's dumb. Mm-hmm. They just have to take like a test before you vote. Yeah. We didn't watch all the movies we're talking about though. Well, just but just the acting category, <laughs> not. The... But I mean, like as we talk about, like should or shouldn't. Yeah. Like we have seen all these movies. That's true. Yeah. Okay. All right. So moving on, our next film is Mank, and this is the first time that I will take the pro uh, uh, argument, and I will remind my opposing counsel because that Monica she can't not, think of good reasons why she should not be talking during my two minutes. I can't even like agree with you. And be I like, have mm-hmm, said mm-hmm. nothing. Okay, fine. I didn't know those were the rules. I didn't know I could like mm-hmm, it's or decorum. Okay, I'm sorry. I won't make any noise over here. <laughs> okay, that includes you too, Cosmo. Okay, oh. stop trying to distract me with your adorableness. <laughs> okay, uh, yes. Beginning now. Mank is a film about, for many, the greatest film of all time. It is about Citizen Kane. It invokes, you know the the gravitas of that film and the wonder and the um you know just pedigree of that film and the reason it would win don't think it will but 
this is an argument of why it might, is because Hollywood loves Hollywood. <laughs> and it's black and white. It's got, you know, the throwback um, aspect ratio. It is... I, for my money, I, I very much enjoyed the film. I, I liked it a lot. Um, I thought it was a little long, but there's a fantastic performance at the heart of it by Gary Oldman. Um, there's a lot of really good kind of, um, uh, I wouldn't say scathing, but there's an examination of old school Hollywood and the system that, you know, didn't uh, prioritize the creator. You know, it was it was a factory. It was a machine, and art was often you know cast aside, um, or at least credit for that art was often cast aside. You know, and the story of Mank, you know, shows that. So there there is meat on the bones, but there's also a lot of dressing that I think is distracting and enticing to the old school Hollywood old school rather Hollywood voter of this nostalgia and this you know bygone era when you know actors and actresses and the studios ruled the world and you know (laughs) that kind of thing so um yeah this this was a hard argument to uh posit but that's what i got Mm -hmm. so yeah okay and now it is your time to go off on black and white and all that good stuff and go ahead (laughs) The end. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Uh, it, I mean, it's not a terrible film, but looking at this list of movies, it does not even remotely deserve to be on this list. One Night in Miami was way better than it. So many movies were way, way better than it. And yeah, put something in black and white, and ooh, it's in black and white. Isn't that so cool? It's, it's really not cool at all. Like, there's no reason besides the fact that Citizen Kane was in black and white. Uh, you said it felt a little long. It was way too long. I was so bored halfway through the movie. Like, so, so bored. It was just, I don't know. Like, if this movie had been in color, I don't think it would be on the list. Like, if this movie were about any other Hollywood movie, it wouldn't be on the list. But for some reason, people love Citizen Kane. I don't understand that one either. Um, but it was just, just blah. Like, it would have worked better as a documentary, in my opinion. Like, I would have been interested, yeah, okay, to know how Citizen Kane was made, but there was no reason to dramatize it. That just made it really slow and boring, where a documentary can actually move faster, you know, through all of that. Um, yeah, Gary Oldman was was good. I don't know if he was great. And I honestly can't even remember anybody else that was in the film now. So that's, yeah, I can't even think of the other people. Uh, and that's why it should not win. Okay. Uh, the aforementioned Amanda Seyfried would probably oh, yeah, beg to differ. Right. Uh, but yeah. She was barely in it. It was odd that she had so little screen time and for got being nominated. nominated. It was weird. Um, and not even just screen time, but like so little importance place. to the story. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. An odd, an odd choice. Definitely not one we would have made from what you can yeah. obviously tell. Yeah. So next up we have Minari. Yes. And is you, it you? No, you're also taking the pro side on this. I'm pro Minari. Yes. Oh, I am pro Minari actually, yes. and I'll tell you why right now Minari is a fantastic portrait 
of the American dream for better, for worse, um, you know, for rich or for poor, uh, which kind of applies, but it was a weird tangent. That yeah, I know, it does, yeah. Um, it's, it's a kind of heartbreaking tale of, you know, the promise of prosperity in America for an outsider and their family. You know, this this family uproots their entire life to become farmers in a rural area because that is, you know, the American way of life. That is what, you know, what you do. You you work off the land, you, you know, you find mm-hmm. your place and you, you settle down. You have a, a family and you are, you know, prosperous. And it doesn't always work out. In fact, you know, it probably didn't work more than it it actually worked Mm -hmm. so this film is a wonderful little look into a specific family that um beautifully depicts you know a larger sect of society and beyond the you know macro view of it the micro view looking at this family the interpersonal relationships the character the heart the warmth is just all a a beautiful beautiful you know like film it's mm-hmm. it's well directed it's well written um very well acted the the child or the children mm-hmm. in it are are great um they feel very real and they don't you know they're not forcing it they're not you know acting um it just feels incredibly authentic both in theme performance and you know just every aspect of it oh you ran out of time yeah forget i said of it so yes so now monica yes this is i think your probably most difficult uh thing it is yes so why it's a great film why not so why it won't win not why it shouldn't win um well before last year i would have said this wouldn't win because it was subtitled uh but parasite winning like hey cool maybe people actually do watch subtitled films and actually care about them so that's not a reason anymore why it wouldn't win um i think that honestly the only reason why it wouldn't win is timing this came out not too long ago and straight to video on demand for a while it was worth twenty dollars it cost twenty dollars it never made it into theaters because of, I mean, maybe there were some select theaters. So I think purely just access and time to like reflect on it is the only thing that's working against it in, in my opinion. Um, I think everything else in it is, are the types of movie that Hollywood likes. Hollywood likes, you know, slice of life films and intimate looks at things. And it's, it's original. It's different. Um, but I think it's really just did people see it and have time to reflect on it no, that's the only reason I can think of why it will not win that's it? yeah that's it Okay. yeah I don't know recency can help and can hurt yeah you know? it's it, with, it all with depends. COVID like <clears throat> it you know really unfortunately I think not all these films 
like there were films out there that didn't get the recognition because, oh, absolutely. because they weren't widely seen. Yeah. Or they and, were delayed in their release. And you know? the flip side of the coin is that some, I think, for me, that should have been in more of these categories were released far too long ago. Yes. Because of the extended window. Yeah. Um, Defy Bloods comes to mind. And, and, oh, yes. Um, Delroy Lindo for best uh, actor. Yeah. Which, again, he could replace Stephen Young. Absolutely. And I'd be incredibly happy with that. Um, yeah, so <clears throat> so that was Minari. Mm-hmm. So moving on now is Nomadland, and I believe I am pro. You are. I am pro no <laughs> Madland. <laughs> Nomadland. <laughs> um, yeah, stalling to collect my thoughts. Yeah, about what you're going to say. Hoping nobody noticed. <laughs> okay. Start the timer. Our argument begins now. Okay, so... Much of what I said for Minari actually kind of applies to this film. Mm -hmm. This film is a, you know, a stark depiction of, again, what it, you know, means to try to be prosperous in America. Only this time it is a much more, you know, contemporary time frame. Um, It's the gig economy. It's, um, you know, manufacturing and, and plants and towns shutting mm-hmm. down because of outsourcing because of you know sustainability or what, whatever it has um this film is a incredible depiction of this um wholly fascinating way of life uh whether or not it suits you as a person you have to admit that it is you know kind of very enthralling to watch mm-hmm. it's uh piqued my curiosity throughout the the film and then I think there is something to say about the metaphor of narrative and how Chloe Zhao kind of eschews traditional narrative and traditional, you know, the rising action, exposition, all that, um, just as the way Francis McDormand's character kind of eschews the permanent home, you know, the, the roots, the setting down roots. And much like you know, the nomads themselves, this film wanders. Um, some will say it's a detriment. Some will say it's a, you know, um, a feature. Um, but I think it's very unique and, you know, could be rewarded for it. Um, the performances, whether through real people or through actors, are great and authentic. Um, it's easier to be authentic when you're uh, actually just portraying yourself but that's an argument <laughs> and my argument is over yes so monica two minutes on why it should not win. yes and yeah because it's going to win so why it shouldn't win um i think this movie is the most forgettable of all the ones on the list like i can i'll you know a year from now I'll be like, oh, yeah, what was that movie? Nomadland, whatever. Whereas, well, maybe Mank, but I won't forget it, maybe because I disliked it so much. Um, Well, the other movies have an impact. I think this movie lacked authenticity uh, because they had, like, real people in there, but not real people. And then, you know, actors and actresses. But until the end, they didn't tell you that. So it was this weird, like, oh, these are actual nomads with actresses pretending to be them, to me that lacked any sort of authenticity. 
And maybe because of that, I felt zero connection to Frances McDormand or most of the characters in here. Like, I didn't... It's not like I was rooting for her or anything like that. It was just, okay, she wants to live her life this way. Cool. Go do it. Like, it wasn't like, oh, she's misunderstood and her family doesn't get her and I want her to, you know, find her way. Like, I could have cared less if at the end of the movie she ended up in a house. Like, I don't... Like, I just felt zero connection to her. And as you said, it it wandered too much um, that I kind of constantly felt like the movie was coming to an end. I'm like, oh, it's over now. Oh, no, it's not over yet. Okay, now it's going to be over. Oh, no, wait, there's still more. And I think I don't like that sense. Like, I didn't feel it coming to a close. And then when it did end, I was like, oh, thank goodness. Uh, but then I was like, oh, okay, it's over. Um, so that I just feel it was very forgettable and not um, like not authentic. Like again, with Mank, could have worked better as a documentary. Interesting. Yeah. It's it's funny that in that kind of your <laughs> your argument was my argument, but for different, different reasons. reasons. Yes. Yeah. Like the father for yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I was actually yeah, it's very parallel. I think mm-hmm. um, your thoughts on this and my thoughts on the father. Absolutely. Whereas, um, you know. It, they're both about someone who is untethered mm-hmm. and that's the point. Yes. And they use their, you know, directing their shots, their actors to tell that point in both films, mm-hmm. you know? And I, I, I see the, the beauty in both. And I see the, um, you know, craftsmanship, uh, for lack of a better term, that's coming to me right now in both. Um, but yeah, it, it's funny that we, kind of end up on different sides of the the coin on on these two films yes um yeah i I have a feeling we could talk more about nomadland but um yeah watch it yourself draw your own conclusion Mm -hmm. um i I think there's a lot of beauty in it and um yeah uh i also knew going in that there was a lot of non-actors so that that might have you agree that they didn't tell you that like in the no. film until the end, so no, that they was don't. weird. But I to also, learn later, like, oh wait, those are real people. Yeah, I don't, but I, I also know. knew that Chloe Zhao um, has a, a track record of that. Her first film or oh. the previous film, I'm not sure if it was her first. The writer um, did a similar similar thing. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, we are into our bottom third. Um, starting off is Promising Young Woman, and I believe you That's are me. pro? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So, starting the timer. All right. Now, coming after Nomadland, when I said I will forget about this movie, uh, Promising Young Woman, I will not forget this movie. Like, it was very impactful. It was extremely unique in its story. Um, the characters were so well written. It kept me engaged and wondering the entire time. Um, and even, I mean, I'm not going to spoil it, but even towards the end threw me for like, whoa, wait, what just happened here? Is this, this is really happening? And I just, I always appreciate, um, original movies, you know, stories that have not been told before. And this one is interesting because it's stories that are told and not believed, you know, and then they're presenting in a way that you haven't seen before. Um, and I think 
it was complex on many levels um the way the characters were written the motivations for the characters there were moments of this movie that you were like yeah take that you know then moments of like oh no wait is she gonna do that no 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 don't do that and again the idea of um i love movies that make me like wonder who's right who and who's wrong when it draws that really thin line uh between it and um, that's just original to me and i think I appreciate movies that are original and, again, impactful. Like, I'm not going to forget this movie. That's why it should be. Okay. All right. And my con argument. This film is polarizing. It is incredibly charged Mm -hmm. and electric. And... Boogie boogie. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um... And I, I think for that reason, part of the argument of why it won't win is similar to that of Judas and the Black Messiah in that it is incredibly progressive and incredibly, um, you know, out there and very much has a point and very much makes that point. Where I think one could argue that it fails as a film is that it's not necessarily the most um, subtle of films. Uh, it, there's, um, you know, it, it's using a cudgel to hit you over the head with, <laughs> with the message, which, again, is a totally, wholly necessary message. Mm-hmm. Nothing, you know, to criticize about um, what the film is saying. Um, but I think some people can draw criticisms as to how it's said. And one of those other criticisms, I think, is that it fails to really chastise the system in itself. And the, um, I don't want to spoil, but like in the end kind of uses um, parts of the system to try to um, uh, bring about a resolution, which feels, I think, a little bit inauthentic and a little bit um, apologetic kind of to the the system itself which is um mostly at fault for uh the movies like the reason the movie exists in general you know Mm -hmm. is because people aren't believed people aren't prosecuted Mm -hmm. um but mostly it's just way too politically charged and i still think old hollywood will not vote for this film yeah so yeah that's my argument for that <laughs> great film though yeah. and i would flip if it oh, would be so cool it, it would won. be such a statement um yeah i mean there's there's something unfortunately to be said that it is about a white woman and then that makes it more likely you know to win i'd be than... interested to see what the um gender makeup of the academy is yeah is it 50 50 i I, mm. I know it's more diverse than the racial and, and ethnic oh yeah makeup. we know that yeah. um but yeah i don't and i'm not sure yeah yeah okay uh next movie next film and this is going to be my hardest argument yes. of the night is sound of metal and you are pro mm-hmm. so go yeah. for it um, I mean, I just want to say that even before the Oscar list came out, I had this as my number one movie of 2021, 2020. 2020. Yeah, 2020. Um, 
so you know if you go back to that podcast you can hear about how much i love this movie um this as uh, paul hollywood would say just ticks all the boxes it is an original story uh it is extremely well written it's well acted by every person that you come across in the film uh i also like this movie because it's in you know it, representation it's an underrepresented underrepresented <laughs> underrepresented um, you know, people with hearing disabilities and seeing, you know, there were parts of this movie where I was like, oh, I never, I never thought about that. You know, that people who are deaf, oh yeah, duh, how can they do that? And how do they, um, you know, accommodate for those things? So for me, it was cool in that regard that you were seeing, um, you know, a group of people not represented and seeing how they deal with things. And then just ultimately, it's just a heartbreaking tale. And that sounds weird that I like like that. But you go through this experience with the character and really just feel his pain. And then what they do with the direction and the sound um, in this film is just phenomenal. The way... They make you hear and not hear certain things um, is just really the, the editing team. I don't know if they are in that. They have to be in, nominated for sound, uh, for mixing and mm. editing. They were. Yeah. Um, that all of it just goes um, together really well. Oh, no, I have five seconds. Uh, and yes, it should win. <laughs> okay. I only... I would flip if this movie won. Uh, yeah. Um, and... I will tell you why it won't. You probably only need 30 seconds. I I pretty much do. The The fact of the matter is this film will not win. Um, it's got very, like, no shot in hell. Uh, and that's because it's too small. It is not, um, you know, a. it's not on Netflix. It's on Amazon Prime. It's not starring uh, Anthony Hopkins. Mm-hmm. It's starring Riz Ahmed, who, yeah, he was in Star Wars, but it was, like, the Star Wars that isn't you know part of the the saga um it is too small and it is unfortunate but i mean that's the only reason this won't win because if it were i don't know um bradley cooper even (laughs) or you know somebody else with this big drawing power name and like natalie portman played the girlfriend and you know um I don't know, De Niro played like the guy at the thing (laughs) or if it was directed by David Fincher or somebody with, you know, a pedigree and a name, Mm -hmm. it would be in the conversation, but it's not. So it's not, but it should because Mm -hmm. every single thing that you said was 100% correct. Oh, wait, can we get that on? <laughs> yeah, I'll cut it for you and I'll, I'll leave it on your voicemail. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, it, that's the sad fact of it is that it is too small to succeed. Mm-hmm. Um, but we will continue singing its praises. And yeah. like you said, it was your number one movie. If I'm being honest, it was probably, as I think about it more and more, it should have been my number one. Mm-hmm. It was my number two. I um, forget what number one was. Onward. Okay, it was Onward. I'm okay. just a sucker for yeah pixar you know and the fantasy of it and mm-hmm. uh, yeah it, i know good. we're not talking about animated but that should win but soul will win yeah no wolf walkers should win no i disagree with you on that but... yeah well 
It shouldn't be soul. We can agree on that. Yeah. But it will be. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Sad. Sad. Okay. <laughs> we've reached, speaking of sad, we've reached our final film. Um, both alphabetically and in my esteem on this list. And that is The Trial of the Chicago 7. Mm. And I have the arduous task of defending it. <laughs> so here we go. This film, I will say this. I did not know about the events of this film before it came out. And you can make the argument that I still don't know the events of this film because he cut out a lot and, you know, um, truncated a lot of the... Um, pro dear. Yeah, I know. I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, okay, so why this film could win? I believe this film is the old academy's view of what a progressive film is this is the green book of the 93rd academy awards this is what justice and progression and you know um a tolerable amount of liberalism (laughs) looks like to the academy voters in my opinion um I hope I'm wrong. <laughs> but, um, okay, besides that, let's let's get into what is actually good about this film. Mark Rylance is a treasure. He is a fantastic actor who brings everything to every role that he's in. He was great. Um, a lot of the ancillary characters are very good. The judge is um, fantastic, and the name of the actor is escaping me right now, but he plays an absolute awful, atrocious human being, and you <laughs> hate every second that you see him. Um, it's fantastic. Um, Michael Keaton is awesome because <laughs> he's Michael Keaton, and he's doing so many of these interesting roles now. Um, so there are some good performances. It is Sorkin, so parts of it um, are just fantastically written. Um, yeah. Uh, it, it's, it's also directed, you know, fairly well, not, you know, amazingly, but for Sorkin, he has grown, uh, as a director and thank goodness that happened. (laughs) (laughs) I'm limiting you to two minutes to talk about why it shouldn't (laughs) go for it. Yes. Uh, so why it should not win. Um, and this one is two more after the fact, um, that when you read a little bit more about the trial of Chicago Seven, which I agree with you, I didn't know anything about it, so you, you did learn some things. Um, but that a lot of things were left out. A lot of things I've seen criticism saying that they were, you know, Hollywoodized, that they're not um, accurately portraying what happened. So that's a problem when you dramatize a movie that you want to bring awareness to, and you're getting it wrong. Um, you know, that I don't think it should win also because it is um, an old white guy writing about, you know, nothing that he can relate to. That a film like this with a, a topic like that, I think needs to be represented by the group that it represents. You know, so you need, did I say that right? Represented. Yeah, no, it's fine. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to... Yeah, you made me a face like you were really confused. Well, uh, I mean, like, it is, it This is... should have been direct... It should have been written um, by an uh, a black writer. Well, yeah, and sorry, I'm going to stop the timer because, like, we can just 
double team go off on this film but i mean this the film is kind of about white liberalism so Mm -hmm. i i feel like in that um part like yes he's he's kind of the guy to write about it (laughs) to be honest um but as you mentioned the parts that were whitewashed and kind of completely skipped over whole cloth um yes that is not a story he should be endeavoring to tell Mm -hmm. and the fact that he doesn't even really kind of try to be authentic to that story Mm -hmm. is yeah just one of the many reasons this this film should not win yeah yes um on top of that uh sash baron cohen is doing some kind of weird like accent thing that's supposed (laughs) to be boston but is just kind of like a real not good uh eddie redmayne as well is just kind of wasted in this and just kind of over wrought in his performance yeah um yeah this oh ugh, just this hurt me because i love sorkin movies <laughs> can i um, i'm sorry i was just browsing through rotten tomatoes yeah and i think this is a good uh in the well also i don't know this word um in the end is nothing more than apologia mm-hmm. i didn't know that i looked it up anyway it's a journalistic term for like if a newspaper gets something wrong um the portion of the paper oh, that that's like, is made for corrections is called you. an apologia oh, i didn't know that so yeah. it's nothing more than that offering cheap catharsis for anyone looking to be absolved of their liberal guilt and affirmed in their squeamishness toward protests and dissent yeah in other words <laughs> oscar catnip yeah um, or Academy Catnip, I should say. Um, yeah, I this it was mostly bloodless and just a a misguided argument. <laughs> yeah. Well, the thing the thing too for me that makes it not impactful is like even now, if you tell me to what the Child of Chicago Seven is, I I'm still a little unclear. Like, mm. I, it, it didn't stick in my brain. Yeah. You know, the way that some other films were, like, I didn't know. Um, like, some of the um, Mangrove, um, or the Small, Small Axe. Axe. Yes. No, know. Mangrove is definitely a much better film yeah. than this. It's just shorter and thus not in the feature length. Yeah, and also can, was considered a series. But I can discuss that. You know, like, yeah. this guy's restaurant is, like, I can, like, recap the film to mm-hmm. be educated about what happened. Yeah. Um, even if it maybe the movie was biased or something like that, I can mm-hmm. still speak about it. The Trial of Chicago 7, I'm like, eh, there's seven of them. It was in Chicago. Yeah. It, like, it just didn't stick the way yeah. that it was told. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's a very similar, you know, a protest got out of hand and the leaders were, you know, incarcerated. And Yeah, I'm just saying it doesn't, it doesn't, like, it taught me in the moment, but I didn't, like, remember it. Yeah, so. no, and that's fair. Um, yeah. Also, you skipped out on part of this film, but yeah, yeah. I saw most of it. <laughs> I saw enough uh, enough of it. You saw an oof, yeah, yes. Which again, that that joke makes a, another appearance in in uh, this film. Yeah. <laughs> so that is it. That's our discussion of uh, the the ninety third Oscars, the Academy Award uh, nominees for Best Picture, yes. and that is where we shake out on them so i guess just you know to bring the whole thing full circle shall we say who we want to and who who will win for for best picture of the movies yes actually you know take a stand besides just the um yes bloviating (laughs) that we've done yeah 
Um, yeah, it's tough. I mean, I know what should win is Sound the Metal. Yeah. In my opinion. Yeah. Um, what will win? Nomadland. Yeah. Um, hmm. I think it's a two-way race between Nomadland and Minari. Really? I don't think Minari has a chance. I don't know. Hmm. Yeah, I think I just said Minari because I didn't want to say Trial of Chicago 7. But, yeah. <laughs> um, you don't want to speak it into fruition. <laughs> yeah. I, I think I think Nomadland will win. I think if you want a film that is, like, better mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and kind of more um, relevant... Mm-hmm. Then Nomadland. Well, I don't know. I don't want to say that because Nomadland is is incredibly relevant uh, in that it's present day and yeah, you know, mm-hmm. um, yeah, more impactful. I, yeah, mm-hmm. I, Sound of Metal should. Um, yeah, basically just anything but Trial of Chicago Seven. <laughs> <laughs> and honestly, I would be, I would be happy for the film itself but completely perplexed in that i don't think it's of the same quality if promising young woman won absolutely oh yeah absolutely um eh, it's 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 great yeah. but i'd be uh, okay with anything but mank no oh i forgot that was actually even on trial list. chicago seven yeah but i do think no man land's gonna win so i need to prepare myself for that yeah you do yeah. um no, you'll go to bed before it happens anyway. probably um yeah so uh, one other thing, and I'm springing this on you, and I'm sorry, Uh-oh. but um, we did have a chance to watch the um, animated short films and the live action short films, and mm-hmm. I think I just want to take like five minutes to talk about um, three of them, mm-hmm. uh, which I think deserve your attention and are decently easy to watch, I believe. Ooh, can I guess which three you're talking about? Yeah, absolutely. Wait, three amongst Three amongst the... both categories, of... yes. Both of them. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, actually, four. Um, we can. Uh, okay, you're gonna say that. Wait, I gotta look at the list. That everybody should watch. If anything happens, I love you. Mm-hmm. Feeling through. Mm-hmm. And the present, or two distant, two distant strangers. Two distant strangers. Yes. Okay. Um, but that wasn't actually the uh, two distant strangers was when I said four. Um, oh okay. Uh, opera to me in oh, the yeah. animated films so cool is a beautiful film. Mm-hmm. Um, it is. It, it's something you're gonna want to watch two or three times probably. Oh yeah, I want to watch it. It is incredibly dense and it doesn't have a traditional narrative at all. Um, it is. It, it, I I thought it was beautiful mm-hmm. and I thought um, well. <laughs> Let's be honest, like Burrow, because it is a Pixar spark short, has probably the best chance of winning. Yeah. Um, if anything happens, I love you is probably my top five of strongest emotional response to any film. Yeah, it I, is. Yeah. I haven't ugly cried that much since um, uh, in in and of itself. Um, but oh well, yeah. It, this one also stuck with me yeah where like later like i was sad the rest of the night because i kept thinking of this short film Mm -hmm. and it is on netflix you know like for free by itself 
you know, um, well, for Netflix price, mm-hmm. whatever you pay to subscribe to yeah, Netflix, sure. but it is on Netflix and um, everyone should watch it. You should watch it because it is uh, but devastatingly beautiful. Yeah, watch it by yourself if you don't want to see, if you don't want people seeing you yeah, cry. Yeah, turn the lights out and just grab a Kleenex. Yes. Um, but yeah, opera is, is gorgeous. It was also excellent. Gorgeous. And then, yes, in the live action, um, Feeling Through is just a beautiful oh, little so tale um and again it's... looking at representation mm-hmm. you know the the lead character is um deaf and blind and in real life is deaf and blind mm-hmm. you know so actually using people with handicaps yes playing those um those roles and not pretending to mm-hmm. so it just brings such an authenticity um to it yeah and it's just so sweet it, it really i is. mean it's it sad is. it's sad but it's sweet it's it's not sad though. Well, I mean, you feel, I guess, yeah, I don't know. But you, you only feel bad for him because you are, you know, you are not. Yeah, because I'm able to, but to he see is, in here. He is, but it's not, you know, it's mm-hmm. not a thing. Like it's, um, yeah, it, it's beautiful and it is a wonderful, um, yeah. It, it's just, oh, it's so great. It's a really, really feel good. Mm-hmm. Um, film and then two distant strangers is a incredibly provocative um time really really cool um i hesitate to give away like the major conceit and like the kind of what it is um so i won't but you know, i'll just I, say I will that say it's, it's very timely to what is happening in our country right now sadly incredibly timely yes, yes. and um yeah it, there's i mean you want to talk about like a film that isn't afraid to make multiple arguments mm-hmm. um, along the same theme and, you know, around the same issue. And this, this goes for it in so many different ways. And I thought it was, it was really cool. Um, I really don't know what's going to win. I have a feeling that I, feeling through, feeling through will win. Cause it's also got, it's got the backing of Marley Matlin and she was promoting it a lot. Mm-hmm. And I think, yeah, you know, short film, the live action short films don't often have like famous people. Well, we know um, Kobe's yeah. uh, animated film one, and Ugh, you know, that was nothing just a against travesty. those that have beautifully passed animated, on, but it did not deserve to win. Yeah. Um, yeah, it looked really cool, but it just uh, <laughs> there were so many way more, better films. <laughs> um, meteor films yeah, exactly nominated that year i don't and remember then... any space movies <laughs> meteor oh no, was it that space? was the year though with the one space movie was it yeah oh, okay. with the two guys on the moon oh. i want to say oh anyway yeah i was just trying I... to make a punny joke yeah <laughs> um I just I remembered what should have won and mm-hmm. thus didn't get your joke because it was space. Yeah, it was uh, right. related. Right, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so um, those are our thoughts on mm-hmm. the Academy Awards for this year. They are Sunday, so I'm gonna put this up Thursday night. Uh, so if you're listening, you know, in the first couple of days, you can. Um, follow along and then mock us for how wrong we are yes (laughs) or say wow you guys know your stuff let me tell my friends about this amazing (laughs) podcast and uh you can do so by leaving a review on apple Podcasts, uh five stars or spotify i think there's a review feature there i don't know i don't actually use spotify but we're (laughs) on there so if you're listening through there thanks (laughs) 
Uh, and then otherwise, you can drop us a line at marriedmoviespodcast at gmail.com or follow us on Instagram at marriedmoviespodcast. And uh, that'll do it for this week, unless you've got anything to add, Monica. Um, no. Just excited to see. Mm, I don't know. Probably going to be disappointed to see. Uh, yeah. The winner is the Sunday. Yeah, you might get a uh, follow up, like quick take, hot take on uh, next Monday. Yeah, about how we feel about what went down, and maybe uh, we should live podcast as we watch it. <laughs> live stream. We yeah. could set up a Twitch. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's not going to happen, folks. No, it's not. <laughs> Mostly because Monica goes to bed before they're over. Most hey, of the time, I get up early. No, I'm not saying it's a bad thing. In, fa- in fact, it only ever mattered once, and that was when um, Moonlight won. Oh, that's right. <laughs> but they didn't win. But yeah, then they and I won. actually missed it. You're right. Yeah, um, that was. Oh man, nothing will ever, I think, beat like the, that moment yeah, for entertainment and what? just uh absurdity and like just is this real life yeah. <laughs> um yeah oh. <laughs> good times um hopefully there's another like you know uh moment like that yeah in, or a in... moment like parasite like that yes. was like that was yes. awesome when that one yeah hopefully it's more like that moment and not, mm-hmm. um although like... moonlight was the right choice in that yeah but it well. was just so, you know, crazy yeah la la land <laughs> <laughs> okay anyway let's wrap this thing up yeah. uh that's gonna do it for this episode of married at, at the, the movies, movies.